0: just gonna sit here in silence, <laughs> gently pressing your knuckles to your fist? I don't even know how to begin to start to talk about the experience that was watching Jesus Christ Superstar live. Uh, I know what I want to talk about. Literally less than five minutes ago, you admitted to me that you did not know one of the lyrics to Jesus Christ Superstar, which you have said multiple times you have memorized. I feel lied to? It's a long musical. There's differences in lyrics from thing to thing. For example, in Jesus Christ... Superstar Live 2018 uh, pilot says uh, what is truth? Not so easy to define. We both have truths. Are yours the same as mine? Whereas the 1973 version he says, what is truth? Is truth unchanging law? We both have truths. Are mine the same as yours? Alright, I get it. I stopped listening like 20 seconds ago. Also, I'm pretty sure I fucked up both those lyrics. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, well. Well, this seems like a good, a good point to introduce a fun new concept that we're introducing this episode. We're gonna introduce what we're introducing? I was going to, but then you you just stepped oh, on my moment right no, there. No, I'm sorry. I was making fun of you for saying introduce twice in the course of one sentence. Oh. I realize it was a little obscure. Listen, repetition is a powerful verbal tool, Sarah. Just... And so are you, now that I mention <laughs> it. <laughs> explain the explain our shame jar. So, we have in front of us three different jars, which are actually coffee cups, but for the sake of what's going on here, they're jars. We have a swear jar for, as Sarah has demonstrated, times when we just can't help our filthy little selves. Oh, uh, we have a blasphemy jar for when Amelia says something unthinkably obscene about God. I got lots. I got lots saved up. And for this, uh, for this, um, episode, we have a third jar. Yeah, uh, do you wanna, uh, maybe, like, uh, tell (laughs) us the third jar's for Sarah? Are we gonna save, save the introduction for the third jar until 20 minutes in, when it appears lounging in a doorway? Hello, it's me, jar number three. I'm here for your inappropriate Ben Daniels's comments. I don't think this jar is necessary. (laughs) Oh, it's (laughs) necessary. But Amelia has insisted, knowing that sometimes I get a little overexcited or appropriately excited about Ben Daniels, and she just wants to keep that sort of even keel. So we have a jar for um, inappropriate comments about Ben Daniels, which is undefined, but we'll know it. We'll know it. We'll I'm including some noises in there. We'll see how it goes. Unfair, but okay. Unfair, but okay was like Jesus's response to Pilate sentencing him <laughs> as play- Jesus played by John Legend, being like, "Oh, that's the brakes, man." He'd be like, "Man, dang it. <laughs> dang it, dang it, dang it." Would you die for me? Sure, sure would, sure would, buddies. So this was. I actually really, I actually really liked this adaptation. And again. I still find it hard to believe that in the past month I have seen enough different versions of Jesus Christ Superstar that I can now say, you know what, I think out of the multitudes, this one definitely stands towards the front. Yeah. We have seen three versions. We have yet to discuss the 2000 version, but we will, and it's... Oh, that yeah, that episode is like, there's so much to discuss that so we need to put that one off so we can just, like, percolate for a bit, because that was just... Mm. Whew, Which boy. is funny, because there's a lot, there's, like, a lot that this one derived from the 2000 version. They were extremely similar staging and kind of conceit, down to what if Pilot was a weird leather daddy? <laughs> This one did kind of back down on that front this to one, my immense disappointment. This one made him less of a fascist leather daddy, which, good. Yeah, I guess we can we can give him props for that. More like a a, a gay glitter leather, leather daddy. Yeah, like which a- Which is, you know what, dra- now that I'm saying that, so much better, Holy I know, shit. like a drag okay, king's yep. <laughs> interpretation of a leather daddy, which, very good. Oh, I love that. Me. I loved that, loved everything about that. What were some things about this that you liked? I really like the staging. I like the big old warehouse. I love that they had an audience. Yeah, so that many, was great. So many of these live, and you don't know this, because you've never watched a single piece of musical theater in your life. There's been so many live musicals on TV that do not have a present audience that is reacting to anything, which is Bizarre. It's bad. Yeah. Because, like, in this one from the get-go, you see the audience, and they're just, like, going nuts when everything starts. And it's, like, it really is great. You're just, like, excited for the mood. Yeah. Plus, the whole idea of, like, Jesus Christ as superstar is so reinforced if you have people literally screaming their heads off for John Legend as Judas tries desperately to sing. Be like, no, it's me. It's me. <laughs> it's, me. it's me. It's my song. It's me. It's me. I'm Aaron Burr. It's me. <laughs> He was really good. Yeah, I really liked Um, him. And he had an extremely good outfit. Yes, which segues very nicely to things that I liked about this production, because that is at the top of the list, where... Hmm, how best to even introduce this? Should we just maybe talk about how it is introduced in the musical itself? Oh, can you? Can you adequately describe it? I'm not, like, making a joke. I mean, like, you still think that Judas in the 1973 version came down pole dancing on a cross. Listen, why are you trying to take that away from me? It didn't happen, I I I wish it, it did, but it didn't. I acknowledge that maybe it did not happen in the traditional sense of happening or did, but can't we just look into the past and see the thing that should have happened? Can we not edit our collective memories so that in Jesus Christ Superstar 1973, Judas did in fact descend from heaven, pole dancing around a cross, while wearing literal giant white fringe wings? Can't that be a thing that we allow to happen in our mental mind palace, Sarah? When people say that you shouldn't interpret the Bible literally, a lot of times they say it's a metaphor, it's an allegory, it's a text meant to get us to the truth without being literal fact. So, so God wants us to say that Judas came down from the cross pole dancing. I'll just go ahead and <laughs> blasphemy jar. That was a weak blasphemy. We're that gonna, was a we're week. gonna, we're gonna step up our game. That's. We probably should have like, we should have like dimes for not full, not like full on fuck, but like a little bit of crap. Yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> We should maybe in the future have, like, an array of coins and jars for varying levels of sins. I think this is how religions get founded. And then when this is done, I will take all of these quarters and uh, put them in the collection plate for the church I go to on Sundays. Which... It's a metal tin they pass around. Oh boy, you did not mention that before. Oh, yeah, just as the, in the, into the silent <laughs> room, you're just gonna hear a clang a ling, a ling, a ling, It's the sound of your sin. You know what? I actually also like the idea of you getting a little, like, like velvet bag, like they put Judas's payment in, and just, like, sadly putting that <laughs> in a collection jar. It will probably be 30 pieces of silver maybe by the time while, we're done. <laughs> yeah, maybe while quietly singing under your breath pretty good wages for one, one little, little kiss <laughs> <laughs> I love what I love about that lyric is that the priest seemed to be taking that moment to be like it's weird you kissed him <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> we didn't ask that of you Uh. Judas being like, I didn't ask you to pay me either. (laughs) You know what, though? We didn't actually talk about what my favorite part of this was. Oh my god, no, please, Which is hinted at by the 1973 version, which honestly still remains the pinnacle Mm -hmm. of Judas' entrance into the final scene, but this one is a very close second where, in my memory, the crowd is singing the song, and listen, I know that we've established that my memory is not exactly infallible, but the crowd is singing the song, and then they part, and from, like, the back of the stage, Judas literally runs forward and launches himself forward and slams slides up to the front of the stage, and he is wearing a full-on silver sequined kind of jumpsuit. Like, it's sequined pants, but what we really want to talk about is the shirt, which is also silver sequins, but most importantly, it's, like, ripped to the point where it's basically mesh. I don't think it's a jumpsuit. Why are you trying to take everything that I love away from me? I just want you to understand the truth. I don't want to understand the truth. Fine, he's... I don't want to believe Mulder. <laughs> the greatest thing about this is that, as you pointed out, we were watching it. If you didn't know Jesus hung himself, the staging doesn't make it explicit that he does. Did he... you say Jesus hung himself? If you didn't I know don't... that <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't Listen, know... <laughs> I don't know a lot about Christianity, but. <laughs> Man, I really misinterpreted the previous two Jesus Christ superstars. <laughs> well, if he didn't. If you didn't know that Judas hung himself let me try that one more time like a normal person if you didn't know that Judas hanged himself you would not necessarily get it from the staging so he could have just ran off with all the scarves he collected and the silver and the glitter that he's picked up and like just be running off in despair to make the best outfit he can. I fully support that interpretation because I mean what we actually see is him kneeling on the ground like crying and singing his song where he's like grabbing the scarves and Mm -hmm. stuff and you know like gathering around himself but he like had the silver in his other hand where it was like and the silver was like it represented by like sequins in the outfit right. so yeah. he's just like holding the sequins and holding the cloth and being like i'm sad about jesus but holy shit i have a great idea <laughs> these are my quarters i'm trying sarah i'm trying really hard isn't that what god wants for me just to try i mean god wants a lot of things i want to not donate eight dollars to a church Wow that's that's, that's <laughs> I don't make a lot of money <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when it's $8 and quarters, okay, can I add, like, I feel like this should be, like, some whole new tier of shame that we reach, but if something happens, which we will decide at a later date, can I request that you count the quarters into the collection jar one by one? <laughs> is there anything else we can Yeah, I was gonna say about? some real important stuff, Amelia, but I oh, can't really? remember what it is now. Was it about, uh, Judas, Judas's bomb outfit? That was a really bomb outfit. Oh, can we talk about another really bomb outfit, i.e. the priest's outfits? Oh my god, yes. I loved them. Oh. Also, we are agree this in advance, but we're not going to count Oh My God as blasphemy, even though it technically is taking the Lord's name in vain, especially that would, in the context which we frequently use it. But. That would bankrupt me. <laughs> I don't think you understand. I have a Tupperware, which is every coin I earned as a barista in the tip jar that I just never managed to cash in because I kept forgetting to take it to the bank. And now this 12-pound Tupperware is going to get me to school and back on the toll road four days a week. Is it, though? Is it? <laughs> Like, is it though? (laughs) Because we're already down like a dollar. Time and sin will tell. Please don't move stuff to make the pile of money more accessible for you to put stuff in. We should just have it within easy access and reach. Anyway, Norm Lewis as Caiaphas and Jin Ha as. Okay, here's the thing it's spelled A N N A S. Oh, it's N? You said M before. I did, and I just don't check It It really sounds like a fancy way of saying anus. But that is not right. I think you were probably about to talk about how much you love them in those roles and I, how it's very impressive and you I respect, respect them a lot. I respect the hell out of them. Norm Lewis was like inventing new low notes. <laughs> I think Norm Lewis literally sang in an octave that the mic could not pick up. Seriously. Also, uh, we went through all of Jin <laughs> Ha's Instagram. If you haven't like if you five haven't minutes before this recording. If you haven't seen it, please it's so check funny. it out. Oh He's God. a gifted man, good at throwing stuff very good at throwing stuff. That seems like a a facetious compliment. It is not. I I was genuinely impressed. I was screaming over Sarah's shoulder while I was watching these videos. Yeah. There was, okay, there's a lot of screaming that was done in relation to Jesus Christ Superstar. Mostly done by me, but some done by Amelia. Some done by me, mostly when Judas came in. (laughs) I just want to say, one last little comment on Jin Ha, who is very talented, loved his singing, did a great job as that, like, second... (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> uh, they sing Caiaphas's name, so I definitely know how to say Caiaphas. They never sing that guy's name, so who knows? I did not understand before this moment why you were so like, but but, but how do I say it? I'm like, I don't know, Sarah, just well, whatever. How do you say it? Now I'm like, oh. The point is, I was going to say he's very hot, which is still probably true, but then I saw a photo of him where he looks uh, identical to my brother. Yeah, so he kind of does. Mm, sorry, sorry, I have to retract my... Offer of legal marriage, Jinha. <laughs> but you can come over and throw stuff into my trash can anytime. Does that sound sexual? I don't know. It doesn't sound great. I mean, if it's sexual, it's not great. I don't think he wants to come over and throw stuff in your trash can, even if it isn't sexual, Sarah. In fact, I'm not sure which one would be least appealing to him. <laughs> he looked good, though. He he and Caiaphas looking like real Kingdom Hearts-ass villains. I don't know what that means. You do not, but just I want you to know that plausibly they could be fist-fighting Mickey Mouse. God, that is a pretty great mental image, honestly. Yeah. How about a Jesus Christ it's... Superstar version where uh, Jesus is played by Mickey Mouse? Can somebody, like, make that using computer stuff? <laughs> take this cup away from me. That's not very good. <laughs> Mary, after they take <laughs> this away, like, they'll pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> Judas, oh <laughs> Judas, must you betray me with a kiss? <laughs> Pretty good. Okay, but who's Judas then? You. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> TV we went different directions. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Judas would totally be Donald Duck, though. I can't believe I ever thought otherwise. <laughs> pilot is pilot is Goofy. Oh my god! Who is this? I can't remember the lyric. <laughs> Yuck, broken man! <laughs> Should we just, like, put some quarters in one of these jars for what just happened? I'll toss it in the blasphemy jar. <laughs> Not technically against God, but I think God wouldn't approve of it. I mean, it seems emotionally against God, um, but I guess on the subject of pilot, this is the worst segue <laughs> we could have. Oh, boy. Uh, do you want to lead into it, or should I? Um, I don't know. I think that maybe you should lead into it, because I literally don't know what to say. Maybe I could lead into it, though, because I am technically the reason why we are sitting here today. Well, actually, my, my mom and my dad are the reason I'm sitting here today. Explain how. Birth. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, their house. So. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. About, mm, seven months ago, shall we say? God, has been that long. I believe so. Seven months ago, I Seems sat down. Seems like 30. Oh my god. Seems like 30. <laughs> I happened to sit down and watch a little show called The Exorcist, which I came to from Black Sales because everybody was like, uh, it's really sad and gay. And I was like, sold. Uh, and it was. And it was such a good show. And I loved it so much. And oh my god, like, Guys, you know why we're here, okay? If you're listening to this episode, you probably know why we're here. And why we're here is, in fact, Ben Daniels, who, on The Exorcist, plays Marcus Keene, who is amazing. And the second that I saw him literally weeping and talking about how he was going to die for God, I was like, Sarah, you've got to get in on this show, all right? <laughs> and so I at that point... <laughs> <it>. <laughs> then I watched it with her, um, and I, uh, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and... Um... I enjoy it in a normal way. I've caught my eye on the Ben Daniels jar right now. I know! Which jar is it? Is it (laughs) the center jar? The biggest one, in fact, you might have noticed. (laughs) I didn't mean to pick the biggest jar. Also the one that's covered with your brother's name in various fonts. Yeah, Matt gave us a jar for Christmas just covered in his name. A mug, technically. I think that most normal humans call those coffee mugs. I fucking hate you. (laughs) Actually, that was a blasphemy draw that you just put in. I told you we should have labeled them. I don't even know. We were talking about Ben Daniels and the Exorcist. Here's the thing. It would be, like, much more normal if I had a crush on him. But I don't have a crush on him. Um, I just respect him so much, it's hard to talk about. You just kin him. I kin... Don't... Let's not... (laughs) Just go ahead. (laughs) I just, okay, there's just, like, a lot of things I respect him as an actor. I think he's a really good actor. Um, He's... He said that twice. Uh, shut up! <laughs> just let me do this. You wanted this. I know I you have photos of him actively pulled up on your phone. Maybe. I admire him for being out for so long, and I he has been, apparently, according to Wikipedia, with his partner pretty much the entire time I've been alive, which is just, like, powerful mood. He is... Uh, just good <laughs> at the uh, roles I enjoy <laughs> what can I say how do I say in a normal way he makes me want to be gayer I mean, I think that's a good point. You and I are just a couple of young gays sitting here enjoying fictional media, enjoying fictional media about religion, which is, to be fair, maybe more resonant for you who actually, you know, really cares about religion. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and he's just out there playing a queer-ass priest. And then a pretty, pretty gay pilot, too. Glitter leather daddy pilot, which again is just Chef kiss. There's like a quote from him saying that how pilot's outfit harkens to his more military background, and I was like, "What the? Mi- what, which military? <laughs> what? What nation is that?" Uh, yeah, because I want to move there. <laughs> oh, he just looked extremely good, and I literally watched his first song from the fetal position. Yeah, you did. Yeah, literally right beside me, just gently screaming into a pillow. Um. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and just pick up a quarter real quick. Um, okay, because I loved his outfit. Such a good outfit. Love the gloves, love the jacket, love the color, love the mohawk. Really made me want to go back to my mohawk look, which is very good. You should. I think this is a sign. Yes. Time for Mohawk nurse to come prowl the hallway. Mm, um pants pretty tight though. <laughs> really entered every scene crotch first, huh? <laughs> <laughs> really? <Okay>. I'm <laughs> really just like a weird, sexy, skulking gay snake man, like voguing his way across the stage. one? To... Put it in. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember which one of us commented on the crotch bulge first. I feel like it was me. I feel like it was me just sitting here being like, should I say something? Because I know Sarah noticed. And if she hasn't said anything, maybe I shouldn't say anything. It was extremely tight. His thighs looked good. Is that? I'll allow that one. And if you look, if you go on his Instagram, you can see a video of him just like popping that, popping that fucking jacket as he oh, squats the jacket okay yeah. i was like what is where <laughs> is the sentence going um uh, and he just does a real good real real um taunting drop crouch so he can taunt jesus at eye level and like it made me want to restart my okay cupid and start dating being like what lesbian wants to marry me <laughs> You know, actually, Judas' outfit gave me a similar thing where I was like, I want to wear that so the girls will like me. I know! There's just something. Hmm. Mm. What is it? Because I was talking to a straight friend, who you might remember I was talking about, about fashion, and it's just like, what is it about gay fashion that is just so bad? But, like, so transcendently bad that it can no it's... longer be have that label. I feel like gay fashion is saying, I am not dressing for what heterosexual society says Is hot. I am dressing so people know that I am DTF with women. Please marry me. Women? That's a really good point, though, about like it being about defying the norms in fashion sense, so that you know that you're defying the norms, you know, in general. And also, if I wear a snapback, then lesbians will know I'm one of them. Yeah, God, I need a snapback. I feel like that's why I'm I, alone right now. <laughs> I only have one snapback, but I do have, I do now have a baseball hat that's plaid and has like hunting ears. Oh, dude, I have a baseball hat that's like uh, distressed gray denim. God, we're, God, so, we're gay. so gay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben Daniels, for giving us this power. Uh he uh, also yeah, has now this- I am now I think we can both agree to just variously shop for all the different components of Ben Daniels' look because Yeah. If seriously, we are we are gonna watch The Exorcist after we finish up this Jesus Christ superstar run. Um and it's not just going to be about how Marcus Keane is a gay fashion icon, but he is a gay fashion icon. But not intentionally. No, I mean he's just a well We'll save this. Yeah, we'll save it. But he's a shitty-looking hobo man, and I would die for him. I love Marcus so much. I love Marcus so oh, much. I love Marcus! Okay. <laughs> I had it <laughs> you No, know, should, should I put one of the weird things about Ben Daniels' charge? You said we're including noises, so I go ahead and just toss that one in. I do have facts about Pilot if you wanted to hear them. Yeah, let's just swerve this car back into the right lane of traffic and try and get back on subject. Honestly, and I think we're probably going to get into this in a different episode because we do have a lot of Ben Daniels facts to talk about. Okay, actually, a lot of pilot facts. Yeah, that's a better way to say it. (laughs) They are one and the same, are they not? Ben Daniels did literally kill Jesus. but I think Jesus Christ Superstar just has a very powerful queer energy. It like has a every powerful of it. queer okay, energy. No, actually, the two thousand one. Yeah. The two thousand one <sighs> was abysmally straight. Oh my god, it and was acceptable. People are gonna disagree with us on that. And they're gonna say, No, it was pretty gay. Did you see Judas? And like, yeah, we did see Judas. That is the definition of a shitty straight man. Yeah, literally. Okay, but we're not gonna talk about that, right? We're not now. Talk why about you, that. why don't you hit me with some facts about Pilate? So, Pilate existed in history. It sounds like a low bar for fact, but sometimes there's, like, a lot of biblical figures where you're like, did they? Yes, he did. Okay, but if there's a lot of biblical figures that didn't actually exist... We don't... know. Okay. (laughs) They didn't... We don't have, like, a census of, like... Definitely, definitely existed. Okay. Because I just remember we were talking about, like, you know, the ones, like, the Gospels that were disproved or whatever because they weren't Yeah, because they're counterfeit, including one about Pilate. Pilate. Yeah. Pilas. Oh, um, and that's his little nickname I gave him. Um, I don't like that. His name also spells like is spelled like it should sound like Pilates. Yeah, I thought Pilate. That a lot. So Pontius Pilate is the governor <laughs> of Judea from 26 to 36 uh, C.E. or A.D. I'm not sure which one we're going with here. What does C.E. mean? Common error because what does A.D. mean? <laughs> Tom and I, what the fuck? <laughs> Signify right? the the A.D. after death. This is how I remember it, because it's after Jesus died, right? No, it's after Jesus was born. I thought that there was just the period of Jesus's life that was just unaccounted for by traditional metrics. God, so... (laughs) I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb and gay. You thought... You thought that Jesus died in the year zero? I thought he died... I thought he lived... Okay, listen, this is an insane (laughs) sentence, but I'm going to commit to it. I thought he lived until 30 BC and died in 0 AD. (laughs) Listen, when you say it aloud, this is not an issue that I've run into very often in my day-to-day life. I have to- discussion of pilot or a discussion of do you understand how calendars work do you understand my calendar does not say year of our lord 2018 ad i mean i i i guess but that was still oh my god do you want facts about pilot or do you want me to pull up the wikipedia page on dates i don't i don't want to be mocked in my own home here sarah well this is my home it's my home now (laughs) um yeah I mean, I guess we are just, like, living in your ignorance now. <laughs> tell me about Pilate. <laughs> Pil- Pilate! We- oh, we're good, come on. Oh, so- we got some facts here. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I got to I got You guys it. might have been I- surprised I have- about that date bombshell thing, but... <laughs> I have to tell you so many facts. So he, he... Wait, which one are we doing? Are we doing CE or AD? <laughs> Okay, so AD is the traditional one that we've used in the Western world, and CE was like, maybe we shouldn't have our calendar literally based around Jesus' birth. And it's like, okay, so are we going to rearrange anything? No. (laughs) What are we going to do? We're going to call it Common Era instead of Anno Domini. Uh, Does that functionally change anything? Not really. Okay. What does the common part mean? Common Era. After Jesus was born. (laughs) (laughs) Because you kind of have to have a name for why you have a before and why you have an after. And if you don't, I mean, we've so we what we've was before picked. the Common Era? It's BCE. That's dumb! <laughs> yeah, they should really, I mean, <laughs> you know. Okay, I'm not the only dumb one here. The system is dumb. Okay, <laughs> let you know, agreed ad- <sighs> he, well, he also probably wasn't born in year zero. He was probably born in year three BCE, if that wants to what? add extra- Yeah, the monk who was counting fucked up. Oh, oh. Can I tell you one fact about I don't know, Pilot can you? I think my brain is dribbling out of my ear right now. He's the only human being besides the Virgin Mary to be mentioned in the Nicene Creed. Do you know what the Nicene Creed is? I do because you told me at one point, but I forgot instantly. So <laughs> the Nicene Creed is like the recitation of faith. We believe in we believe in God. We believe in Jesus. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And in the Jesus paragraph, it's like we believe uh, in Jesus who was made incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was he suffered and was killed under Pontius Pilate. And everything else is more theology not not really naming names so Pilate has the interesting honor of pretty much being the only person besides the Virgin Mary who is like super holy to be in the Creed that was a terrible explanation of the Nicene Creed (laughs) and I do hope you know that I don't know that actually I'm just like (laughs) "Mm -hmm, okay sure I'm still actually thinking about the date thing but is that true? Keep talking, it's fine. <laughs> so, we have Tacticus, a Roman historian in the year... Who was born the year 55 and died in the year 117. So that means... Um, so the year 55 means that he was born 55 years after what we believed was the birth of Christ. Do you understand that? Yes. Okay. But it was actually probably 58 years after the real birth of Christ. I don't like this. <laughs> Listen, Sarah, I am... Suspicious of numbers at best. I am confused by the passage of time. I do not approve that there is a point where those two concepts intersect in general. I love how I was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> so, Tacticus, a Roman historian, wrote about um, wrote about Jesus and Pilate saying that Christ was someone who was killed by Pilate, which is one of the few references we actually have to Jesus' death. So, Pilate is this weird point of reference that we have that we kind of know about. Pretty sure that he was there, that he did stuff, that he probably killed Jesus. So, he's this weirdly concrete fact. But he's had, like, a super evolving evolution In the gospel, but in a really depressing way. So do you want a depressing fact? Do you want the depressing but really important fact first? Or do you want the completely not important but amazing fact? I want the depressing stuff first. Okay. Um, Sorry, I was trying to think of a funny way to say that, but all I could think of was like SM, and I kind of know what you're going for, so I don't want to. Yeah, let's try real hard not to hit up any of these three as we talk about the violent history of anti Semitism as it came out of the church. Because Pilate kills Jesus, Pilate sentences Jesus to death, but as. The Gospels get written, there's four of them, written from, like, 70 CE or AD. We'll stick with AD. Does that make you feel better? I'm scared of everything now, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) To, like, the early second century, which is also, like, the 100s. Listen, I know you're trying to be a condescending dick, but, like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything. <laughs> and as the Gospels are written by early Christians who are trying to tell the story of Jesus and also would like to stop being crucified themselves by the Roman Empire... <laughs> gee, that sure would be nice. Gee, yeah, that's actually the book of the book of Mark is just like, please stop killing us. Pilate becomes more and more reluctant and more and more absolved of the killing of Jesus, and the Jews take on more and more responsibility. In Mark, which is the earliest one... Pilate's kind of reluctant, but he does it. He flogs him, he does it. In Matthew, Pilate washes his hands of him, which, also in this musical, sadly, they did not actually bring out a, bo- uh, like, a bottle of water. A bottle of water. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, he did not, Ben Daniels did not just, like, dribble some water in his hands, like, flick his fingers off and be like, it is what it is. Ben Daniels just dousing himself with a bottle of water, like, man, that fucking crucifying Jesus juice. <laughs> yeah, okay, and yeah, also probably, the, yeah, put that in the blasphemy jar as well. Pilate washes his hands and says, I, this, this man's blood will not be on me, and the crowd, um, the crowd of Jewish people say, his blood be upon us and our children, which is a crowd very willing to accept blame. Yeah, that's kind of a weird thing to just say. Weird (laughs) for a mob to just be like, yeah, don't worry, we got it. Yeah, don't worry, blame it on us and all of our descendants. (laughs) Forever. (laughs) Oh god. Oh, and Matthew, by the way, they also have Pilate's wife comes to him, and she's like, hey, I had a dream about a Galilean, and you should not execute him. And Pilate's like, okay, um, bitches be cray. <laughs> I think we put more quarters in since we said we should stop putting quarters in than before. Yeah, yeah, humbling. Humbling. <laughs> this is all my toll money. Um, and they actually, they give the song to Pilot in the musical, which I appreciate. I, well, no, actually, let me rephrase that. They could have had more female roles in this musical, and we Listen, will talk about it. Pilot could have been, been a woman, just saying. Everyone could have been a woman, just saying. Every- hey, let me pitch this real quick to you. Every single person in the musical should be played by a woman except Mary Magdalene, who should be played by a young, delicate-looking twink. Or Ben Daniels. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, anti-Semitism. Here's the thing, just quick, quick asterisk. The more you make Pilate believe that Jesus is innocent and maybe even king of the Jews and son of God, kind of the worse it becomes he ordered him executed. I know, I'm pretty sure that's not how the criminal justice system is supposed to work. You're like, wow- you know, you made a compelling case. Uh, I believe you. You're innocent. Still gonna kill you, though. A lot of people kind want of, me to you kill know, you. I'm kind of committed to that decision, you know? I came in here and I was like, I really feel like crucifying somebody today, so sorry. Tough luck. I know, because if Pilate believes Jesus is innocent, it goes increasingly from, like, a man who is killing a political insurgent, which, I mean, obviously not That's great, also bad, yeah. <laughs> um, To a man who's, like, really sure he's killing an innocent guy, but, like, well, everyone wants him to. <laughs> Um, Are they yelling at me to do it? Yeah, I guess I would. Yeah. And then in Luke and John, he's it's Pilate basically being like, I don't want to kill him. And the crowd being like, but you must, you must kill him. Jesus, uh, no, Caesar will punish you. <laughs> Jesus will punish you if you don't. And, 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 and Pilate is portrayed as sort of being this fall guy to the crowd. That his sin maybe, that his worst sin is maybe cowardice but that he's ultimately not as responsible as the crowd. He's, so the story is evolving as Christians are making their case to the Roman Empire and separating themselves from their Jewish origins, of Jewish people who did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah they were waiting for. So this became the basis of a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of really, really, really ugly anti-Semitism. Really, really. Nah, how do you talk about, like, anti- anti-Semitism anti is bad. I don't know how to say that in any other way. It's bad. You shouldn't kill Jewish people or call them Christ killers. Or, as the Catholic Church did until the year 1963, have a prayer on Good Friday that calls them perfidious Jews. Which is just a wild phrase. And to just, like, I don't know, did nobody think maybe we should change it <laughs> at, before then? Every single time you say it, you're not like, That felt kind of bad. I felt, that didn't feel great when I said that aloud just then, but... mm, Mm. eh. I think the word perfidious on its own sounds (laughs) anti-Semitic. It just sounds like uppity. Like, you never hear uppity in a not-racist fashion. Mm. You know, perfidious is one of those words where it's just like, you mean Jew comes after that. Mm. I've... I know how that sentence ends. So, yeah, Pilot's evolution to sympathetic character up to and including by the way getting canonized in one ver- in one uh, sect of the church, which is Nuts. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, his wife I think is canonized in more versions, which is fair because she had a dream vision that he shouldn't kill this guy. <laughs> you want the dumb, unimportant facts now? In one of the in one of the gospels, Pilate sends Jesus to Herod. Herod mocks him, puts a coronation cloak on him, which they never do in any of the adaptations because they're cowards. That is unbelievable. To unbelievable. Me. Uh, and sends him back to Pilate, and then the. The gospel has the line. And from that point on, Herod and Pilate, who had been enemies, were together friends. How did that become the basis of your friendship? That's like two bitchy mean girls bonding over, like, knocking over a nerd girl's books. Wow, I think you just made Jesus Christ the anime. That exists. Oh, I know. It does, doesn't it? I mean, I didn't know that it does, but like as I said that, I was like, yep, yep. That is honestly baffling that that's not a part of any of the Jesus Christ Superstar adaptations. Like, just picture it. That should be there. Herod should do that. That's just who he is. And then he should, sh- he should send Jesus back to Pilate, and Pilate sh- should see Jesus coming back, wrapped in Herod's coronation cloak with a note that says, like, lol, didn't feel like dealing with this, winky face, and Pilate be like... Okay, that is actually pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good, Herod. All right, we're cool. I will just say for this version, also, Ben Daniels was the one who was bringing that powerful, malevolent gay energy that Herod is supposed to bring. Yes, thank you. Oh my god, what a. Ben Daniels played Herod. Oh, no! I love it! (laughs) But then he wouldn't have had the opportunity to squat and cry as he kind of cradles John Legend. Hey, uh, I meant to ask you before, how did you feel about that incredibly long camera zoom where Ben Daniels, out of the entire cast, is the only one to just stare intently into the camera for, like, ten seconds, which, because our version on NBC kept screwing up so much, we were forced to watch that twice. Well, uh, I felt like Ben Daniels saw me, and saw my sins, so not great. <laughs> I didn't enjoy that choice the most. Uh, speaking of other choices, I didn't enjoy the most. Can we talk about Mary Magdalene real quick? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Here's the thing: we're both very into women. That's not a great disclaimer. To <laughs> not a great disclaimer. With. No, it's just like I want so badly always to like Mary Magdalene's role because she's literally the only woman in the main cast, but her role sucks. She's basically designated driver. She's less interesting than Jesus. And Jesus is not actually that interesting a character yeah. in Jesus Christ Superstar. It's everyone around him is way more interesting than him. Uh, and Mary, unfortunately, is not actually more interesting than him. Well, I think the problem is, is that, like, so many female characters, she kind of gets relegated into the role of like taking care of everybody and being the emotional support system where it's yeah. like. I don't know, could she maybe, like, have an active role in the story other than, Hey, Jesus, let me rub some oil into your face. Oh, you're breaking out? Whoops. That's not even how... How how else does anointing work? I mean, I don't think it gives you acne. Why not? You're rubbing oil onto your face. I think it's into the hair? You don't know that everyone in the year 30-whatever... Actually, that's a very good point. Jesus might have had adult acne. It's time that we start seeing some realistic <laughs> depictions of Jesus, okay? Jesus was neither white nor, like, clear-skinned, clear yeah. and I think that just makes him much more relatable. Especially, Mary should be way more interesting, because her backstory is incredible in the Bible. Now, it's vague, but the sentence is, Mary, who had been possessed by seven demons. Uh, a what now? Yeah, now, Jesus, presume like, it's not mentioned how the demons leave her, but it's Jesus, right? It's clearly Jesus. Uh, but, uh, it, w- is it, though? <laughs> is it? Yeah, probably. Is it confirmed that the demons are no longer in her, or is she just walking around like, Oh my demon god. Demon voices, talking in weird languages, and Jesus is just like, uh-huh. <laughs> Mary. Mary, you're so you're, funny. You're my favorite, Mary. <laughs> yeah, she had seven demons in her, either... At the same time, or sequentially, which is hilarious, <laughs> like a recurring yeast infection. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and she just comes back to Jesus like, hey, uh, you know, and he's like, what are you doing? Where are you finding them? And, yeah, so she's a female follower. Uh, there was a lot of female followers of Jesus that um, one lecture I was seeing was like, they might have financially supported the apostle, which, like, ain't that typical. Yeah. G- And... She has a really interesting role after Jesus' death. So you kind of get why they can't include that in this one. Because they're really committed to the idea that Jesus just dies and who knows what happens after that. Who knows? Weird Easter film. (laughs) She probably was not a prostitute. Probably was not an adulteress. That was super surprising when you told me that the first time. Because that was like the only thing that I had ever heard about Mary Magdalene. Yeah, she gets conflated with a bunch of other women in the Bible. And I do believe she gets set up to be the bad Mary to the Virgin Mary's good Mary. Mm -hmm. The idea of maiden or whore. We don't have any indication of that. There's a lot of adulteresses and prostitutes that are mentioned in relation to Jesus, but we don't have any evidence they were Mary Magdalene. That is just so wild to me. I mean, I know that, like, popular interpretations of Christianity are rife with things that don't actually exist in the Bible, but that's, like, bad! That's just not good! Like, there's there's always been a lot of extra material about Mary that has made her more salacious and more sexual as a person who was important to Jesus and near him and a woman. And I think I will sleep well tonight. Exactly. Wink. Except oh, that John wank. Legend just walked away from her after that. And Mary was like, I thought we, okay, thought we were gonna <laughs> bone did rescue you from the leper pit, but that's fine. Don't know how to love him. Don't know how to love this man. <laughs> For example, in one of the Gnostic Gospels, there's this really hilarious thing where there's holes sometimes in the text so you'll have sentences with little things left out including the sentence jesus often kissed mary passionately on her and then the text ends oh (laughs) Oh my god so knowing the bible it was probably her feet (laughs) uh there's a lot of foot stuff in the bible yeah we're not gonna put one in the blasphemy jar no that's that's just a fact that's just a straight up fact but Mary, the important she really becomes important after Jesus dies, and she depending on which gospel you read, she's either one of the first people to see Jesus or the first person to see Jesus. I'm sorry, how are there just holes in the texts? Did bugs eat them? I mean, kind of. I mean, really? Yeah, a lot of a lot of it is just like the Dead Sea Scrolls. Why they're so cool is because the Dead Sea preserves a lot of stuff because it's so dry around there. Um, they weren't in the sea. I feel. Yeah, yeah, you got I, that. I didn't know that before, but. <laughs> I knew they were in a cave, but I was like, I guess they were underwater at some point? (laughs) And then I went back to my normal motto, just don't think about it, Amelia. It's probably fine. Jesus was born in 33 BC. He was born 34 years before Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Sorry. Very funny. Um, And the question of who saw Jesus first is pretty important to the church pecking order in the early... Is pecking order a phrase? I did it did seem kinda of weird. In in order of the church chicken hierarchy, who saw Jesus first, sort of a marker of who is the most beloved and important apostles. Is it Peter, who does go on to become Pope and the foundation of the church and like the beginning of this whole legacy? Or is it Mary, who we now think of as all an adulteress and prostitute? So I wonder I wonder who won in history. Huh, that's really a mystery. Really? It's almost as if uh, the genders of the separate characters played a role in how they were. Crazy, huh? Just yeah. wild, huh? But no, that couldn't be it, because that, that, be it. that would never happen. I really love a lot of stuff, though, about Mary being the first person to discover Jesus. Or sometimes it's a group of women who discover Jesus, or it is the first person Jesus talks to, which I also very much love. Gee, it's but... almost as if we're desperately thirsty for female <sighs> characters of importance in religious literature. Crazy! And in John... In, in the Gospel of John, Mary is the one who discovers that the tomb has been empty. She goes to get Simon, and the disciple, quote, the one whom Jesus loved, which is a great modifier because it implies he did not love the rest of them, yeah. <laughs> which, if you've seen the musical, pretty it's seems true. Seems likely. Uh, Jesus is a messy bitch who loves drama. He, he, he invites them all to the Last Supper so he can call them out one last time. They look around the tomb, and they don't see anything, and the men leave, and Mary is there weeping. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Which, you know Jesus. (laughs) for the drama <laughs> supposing him to be the gardener she said to him sir if you have carried him away tell me where you have laid him and i will take him away jesus said to her mary which again <laughs> the inflection is not there but you got to imagine it's like jesus said to her mary <laughs> mary she turned to him and said in hebrew rabuni rabuni I don't know. Why are you looking at me? You're the one who had this prepared in advance. She turned to him and said in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher, and is probably pronounced differently. (laughs) Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. So there's so much to love in this one paragraph. (laughs) One, Mary does not give a fuck that she just saw two angels. She's like, yeah. Makes sense. Seems in line with the past three days. Makes sense. Two, that apparently Simon and the other disciple were just like, weird. Uh, okay, bye. (laughs) Uh, and thirdly, and I think you know, you know what I'm gonna say. She thought he was the gardener. That's pretty nuts. I love that so much. I love just everything that is implied in Jesus saying, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also getting some, like, Gandalf the White coming back to Middle-earth vibes. Like, show yourself! Actually, that is, I'm not realizing that's what it was paralleling. Wow, the world just opens up to you when you understand Christian theology. <laughs> did you read? Uh, did you read the line "The Witch in the Wardrobe"? And you're like, "Cool, that Aslan came back." I mean, literally. <laughs> except I didn't read it. I just saw the movie, and I was like, "Liam Neeson." Except I didn't know who that was. It was oh, Liam Neeson. All I all I took from that movie is that Tilda Swinton can get it, and by get it, I mean me, and by it, I mean murder me. Yeah, I'd fucking munch on that Turkish delight if you know what I mean (laughs) I'm just gonna go ahead and put one in the swear jar for you and as an apology to Tilda Swinson the thing that I really really like about this almost as much as the fact that Mary mistook the Lord and Savior and her resurrected leader for uh, the gardener, is that Jesus says to her, go tell the disciples what what has happened. So, and I really wish I could remember where I read this, that for a while, the entirety of Christianity rested inside Mary. She knew the whole story of Jesus and the good news, you know. She is the quote-unquote apostle to the apostles. And I just think that's a really beautiful part of her story that could have been incorporated some way into the musical, but instead of instead they gave Sarah Bareilles, who is very talented and a good actress. And she has the most amazing nose. I love her nose so, so much. Every time that she turned her face to the profile, I was like, yes, yes. there it is. Oh, it's so good. I she love looked it. so good, and she did the absolute best she could in that nothing role, yeah. wearing a sundress like she wandered in from Mad Max. What part of Mad Max do you think that <laughs> I dress met, belonged I in? I meant two Mad Max, but I, I, I got... Briefly distracted by a furiosa in a sundress. Sarah Bareilles did the best she could with a nothing roll, but it is a nothing roll with kind of a boring ballad that I've always used as a bathroom break. Okay, sorry, I was like, put it on when you're in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird choice. It's the only thing that can make me pee. have to call it a nothing role because it's like i liked mary and i liked her songs like i just think that there's a lot more that could have been done with it i wish i wish that they would just do more um gender blind casting yes god i wish judas could be a woman yes but also then and then jesus also needs to be then jesus also a woman everyone a woman everyone a woman Except Mary, who is Ben Daniels, (laughs) in the same outfit as he wore in this. It's very confusing, (laughs) but we are extremely into it. One last note, I just want to say. You know in the temple where that guy sprints out with a bucket of silver glitter and throws throws it on a table shaped like a cross, and then a bunch of people mime having sex on the glitter? That's pretty much the epitome of this whole adaptation. Yes, I loved that so much. Also, I was really hoping he was going to throw the bucket of glitter on someone. Also, I was kind of hoping he would trip and fall. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Because I'm a dick. Do you remember when? Because I couldn't watch it live because I had to. I had to really study for a test, uh, which I got a 92 on. An NBD. I'm a beautiful nurse. I'm so proud of you. Thank I'm not you. even joking this time. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, you have to die to have Easter. You have to die to have Easter. You have to die to have Easter. Yeah. I guess you don't have to die. Someone had to have died for Easter too. <laughs> you could have killed someone and watched it live. But you did. I, I said I didn't want to know anything about it. And you said you don't even want to know when Ben Daniels tripped. And I was so mad at you. <laughs> and I believed you utterly. I didn't say tripped. I said fell down. Which seems different script is like, oh, he stumbled, fell down. He's like, no, he did a fucking faceplant on stage. Oh, God. He sat up, his nose was bleeding, he tried to keep singing his lines, his teeth were falling out. Someone called 911, the paramedics came out. I'm of- putting this into inappropriate statements <laughs> about Ben Daniels, because you're getting weirdly descriptive of violence towards him. It's because after I sent that text message to you, I spent the next five minutes laughing my ass off, thinking about what you were imagining. <laughs> be like yeah that was a good goof. it's not even april fool's day anymore he sang so good and i was he so proud really of him good. i'm really pathetic. i'm proud of everyone involved in this production it made me so happy i literally had to talk to my therapist about it <laughs> not again i did not make an appointment specifically to talk to her yeah. about jesus christ superstar i already had an appointment and i had to spend yeah, five she minutes knew that jesus christ superstar was coming out so she made you schedule it in advance <laughs> If you've ever given a five-minute monologue to your therapist, which she follows up with, I can see Jesus Christ Superstar (laughs) is very important to you. Um, Please join my support group. I need need someone who understands. (laughs) Do you have any final thoughts about Jesus Christ Superstar 2018? 2018. 2018. That was dumb. Dates are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, speaking of dates, uh, our next episode will come out when the Holy Spirit wills it, so... Within the next two weeks, and we will be doing it on uh, the 2000 version, possibly about the 2012 version as well. But we want to kind of uh, dip our toe in the water of that to see whether it's actually worth watching. So let's see. Let's put it this way: if it's mediocre, we're not going to watch it. If it's great, we might watch it. If it's terrible, we will watch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we're this guy gonna... could actually work out perfectly because if if it's terrible, then we're just smashing all of the really bad versions of it together in one episode and dragging them both. Yes, and and that... they will be dragged through the slide. I think 90% of that was the correct note. Yes. We'll be be finishing up all the questions uh, we could still have about the passion uh, as well as questions about Jesus Christ Superstar. Like, is it an actually good musical? And is Jesus a likable character? And is it powerfully gay? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Spoiler. Spoiler on that last one. Yeah, it's pretty gay. Uh, We are on iTunes now. Yay! Astonishingly. Under the religion... They finally accepted us. Under the religion and spirituality section, which seems presumptuous of us, but okay. (laughs) So you can find us on iTunes, and you can rate and review if you like. Um, We are also on Twitter, at Cracked Spines Cast, where I have been live blogging the experiences of us watching, if you want to see that. (sighs) You said Cracked Spines Cast, Sarah. Jesus fucking christ put a quarter in both put it in both I'm put tri- it in i'm trying to find a quarter <laughs> we're yes. out of quarters <laughs> <laughs> cracked spines is our other podcast which you're welcome to listen to you can find us on twitter at Jeezel pete yes, you got yes yes and, and you can also find us on tumblr at jisel pete uh, and you can email us at jisel cast at gmail.com do we have an email Yeah. Are you sure? Oh my god, yes. Oh, I guess you've been checking it. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so maybe let us know if you've seen the 2012 version of Jesus Christ Superstar and think it's any good. Or if you have any fun facts about dates that you'd like to blow my mind with, that would also be welcome. (laughs) Or if you're well connected with Ben Daniels and you want to pass on to him that he's just a powerful man. Don't. Maybe. Don't. Don't. (laughs) No more (laughs) You know what? I think it's time that we end up with our final segment, oh, God. in which I read some very interesting, exciting things that just went away from my screen because I don't want you to see them, but I'm bringing them back. I really don't want this to happen. I'm gonna read just just a few tweets that Ben Daniels then screen capped and post to his Instagram with the caption "Twitter AF," laughing with crying face emoji, laughing with crying face emoji, laughing with crying face emoji. Would you like to hear them, Sarah? I don't care if you're gonna hear him. This is literally my personalized hell. Let's do this. Ben Daniels shouldn't be allowed to act. He used to be good in this. What? He's abysmal. No. Yeah. He screenshot- He screenshotted that. What? Did he? Yep. Uh, directly followed by Looking like a Willy Wonka-ass Don Daddy makes me feel threatened AF. Hashtag Jesus Christ no! Superstar. Oh my no! god. No! <laughs> Sorry, I hadn't- I actually have not read these before. <laughs> Loving Brian Cranston as pilot. <laughs> Can someone Okay I like this one Can someone tell me where I can buy Pontius Pilots jacket Nordstrom maybe I like it because I'm not sure whether that's a genuine question Is that the kind of thing That you can buy from Nordstrom Is that some kind of shade thrown at Ben Daniels Which is kind of baffling Because that is not the aesthetic Listen Willy Wonka-ass Dawn Daddy is not the aesthetic I think of when I think of Nordstrom <laughs> a, is that a compliment? I think it's a compliment <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this uh, is- well, we have to stop. This has been Diesel Pete. If you read me one more tweet, I'm gonna smash your phone. I'm not gonna read you another tweet, but I'm gonna make you look at Ben Daniels's face. He looks so good with a mohawk. He looks really good say with a Say your name and say goodbye. Uh, my is Millie Fisher, and I think Ben Daniels looks really good with a mohawk. Can I do one where I don't make a weird compliment about Ben Daniels at the end? No, that's our fucking ending. My name's Sarah, and I know one more fact than Amelia, which makes me feel real smug sometimes, but also real humbled when I remember the threshold I'm crossing. (laughs) We're like doing a three-legged foot race, except that we're tied at the waist, but I have one hand on the ground and both legs in the air, and you're just trying to go. (laughs) <laughs> and everyone watching is just like, what are they doing? Who made this decision? <laughs> ben Daniels looking daddy AF, am I right? Jeezel wept. <laughs> <laughs>